Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we are going to check in with Moose defenseman Leon Gavanka as they're in the midst of a very long homestand. I will also talk to Kelly Moore, host of Jets Hockey here on CJOB. As Winnipeg is up against it right now, heading into a big matchup with the Stars. That's all coming up on the podcast. The Manitoba Moose, they do not play tonight, but... They do tomorrow night, and let's check in with the Moose now as they split a pair of games with the Milwaukee Admirals the past couple of days. Jeff Ballot scored the OT winner in a 4-3 win Sunday before the Admirals rallied for a 4-2 win yesterday. Tomorrow night, the rubber match with the Admirals, part of a nine-game homestand that lasts until almost mid-March. To talk about this, I caught up with Moose defenseman Leon Gavanka earlier today. So you've got a, a day off today after a couple home games. Uh, what are you up to today? Um, my mom's in town, so we just went uh, to the mall, got a little bit of shopping done, and then just kind of relaxing right now. What did you need to shop for? Uh, I needed a new P-code, actually, and I got some jeans, so <laughs> that was pretty good. Pretty good day so far. Was did you find anything on sale? Yeah, they had some pretty good sale. There was like 70% on the, um, the P-code, so I'm pretty happy with that. Right. So how cold does it get back in Germany compared to how cold it's been in Winnipeg this winter? Oh, not even close. I think what did they had the worst this year was probably minus 10 there or minus 12. So, yeah, usually doesn't get too cold. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of used to this now. It's my third winter here. So, yeah. Do you think it's making you tougher? Uh, for sure. I mean, uh if it's minus 10 outside, it feels warm here almost now. So, um, yeah, I would have never thought I would say that one day when I was still living at home. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this homestand you have right now. Have you ever been in a situation like y'all are now where you just played a couple home games on uh, this past weekend and you, yeah. don't, you don't play another road game until March 15th? It's almost a full month without a road game. Um, yeah, I think, well, we pretty much had this situation last year. I think last year we only had, uh, a road trip at the start of the year and then one at the end of the year and throughout the whole rest of the season, we were home pretty much. So, um, yeah, it's nice, uh, obviously to, to stay home that long, uh, to sleep in your own bed and, uh, get some good food and everything. So, um, yeah, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm very excited to play those games, uh, and that full month at home now, for sure. And this comes after a stretch where you played like six games in eight days and then had an entire week off. How exhausting was that run of play before you had that week off? Yeah, it was uh, It was definitely unfortunate that um, all those rescheduled games and then uh, everything happened within such small time. Like we pretty much only had one or two days uh, really in between playing on that road trip, so it was definitely tough. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're back. We're back now. We got a good week last week. Uh, we had some recovery stuff, and then I thought uh, everyone's feeling pretty well, pretty rested right now, and uh, I think uh, we're ready for this homestand now. How do you think you've played so far this season? Um. I'm pretty happy so far this year. Obviously, uh, I'm I'm 
I'm having good numbers this year, but I think uh, overall too, I think I've been I've been playing with more confidence. I'm playing a much bigger role, obviously, this year. And uh, when guys get called up to the Jets and stuff, it increases my playing time, everything too. So with all of that, it obviously comes comes with confidence. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm pretty happy with myself and obviously with the with the team this year too. You mentioned your numbers. You've scored in three of the team's last four games. How does it feel to suddenly become a, a scoring dynamo? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been. I don't know. It's been clicking those past couple of games. Um, like I said, we've we've been playing some good hockey. We have a pretty good power play going so far, and um, yeah, I just hope I just hope it keeps going to the end of the year and that we can have a deep playoff run. And how does the power play change with Philly Hanela back with the team? Yeah, it changes for sure. Um, like I said in previous interviews, uh, when he when he's down with us, it gives us uh, it gives us a lot more in the power play to have a guy like him on the point that can run it and uh, that can create something. And uh, you could see last game he had a nice pass to me again, and uh, yeah, he's definitely a boost every time he's in our lineup. So looking ahead at this this homestand here. Do you talk about how the, you want the team to do? Are you looking at getting a certain number of wins in this homestand, or are you treating kind of every game as its own thing? Um, well, I think what we mostly look at is when teams come here for more than one game that we want that we don't want them to leave with more points than we got. So um, I think especially for tomorrow, we definitely need that win, and it would be very nice if we can get it in regulation. Uh, against the division rivals. So um, that's kind of what we focus on pretty much from game to game. Obviously, we look at the standings too, and we're in a pretty good position right now, but it's getting tighter and tighter behind us. Teams are catching up. And um, yeah, like I said, this is going to be a really important stretch now, especially at home. This is where we have to uh, get our points. And um, yeah, with the mindset going into playoffs that we obviously want to finish as high as we can. Well, and you're going into the game tomorrow night against a Milwaukee team that has the same number of points as you in the standings, though they do have six extra games played. Is it weird when you look at the standings, if you do look at the standings, and see how how many more games they've played than you have? Yeah, obviously, uh, when we look at that and we see they have a bunch more games, um, it feels weird sometimes. Obviously, you can still think, yeah, we still have six games in hand, but we haven't won those six games yet, or we haven't got any points in those six games yet. And uh, you can you can really just uh, think like you're gonna win most of them. So um, I think every game, especially when you face them, is a kind of four point game. So um, yeah, like I said, those especially those uh, division rival games are, are crucial at that point for sure for us. All right, so you mentioned your mom's here. Does that mean she's cooking for you too? Um, yeah, well, yeah, she's been cooking uh, this past week, and I've been having some good food. <laughs> What's your favorite dish? Um, it's from my grandma, actually. It's uh, called Königsberg Klops. It's kind of like uh, just like meatballs and potatoes and some kind of sauce she makes with it and uh yeah every time i'm home in the summer she always has to do it when i come visit her do you have to make sure you don't eat too much so you don't put on too much weight during the season yeah well i mean i'm mostly uh at home in the summer so 
Yeah, sometimes I can eat a little more. <laughs> I just mean like right now, though, you got to be a little careful while she's here. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm eating, I'm eating obviously good, healthy stuff. Like she's not making me any junk food or something. So I think <laughs> uh, I should be fine. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, I'll let you go. Thanks for your time tonight. Good luck with the, the, this homestand starting tomorrow night and the rest of the season. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. That is Leon Gavanka. He is a defenseman for the Manitoba Moose, who tomorrow night are hosting the Milwaukee Admirals at Canada Life Center. 7 p.m. start. You can go down and see it, or you can catch it streaming live at cgob.com slash sports. Tomorrow night at 6.30, the Winnipeg Jets hosting, not hosting anybody. They're at the Dallas Stars. 4.30 p.m., our Pre-game coverage begins, and the man that will be anchoring that for us is Kelly Moore, sports director. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'll tell you what, Christian, I was just watching that Nashville and Florida game, and what a battle. And I'll tell you, you being a defenseman would have been very proud of the goal that Radko Gudis scored. It was a seeing-eye shot through about six bodies and just inside the near post on David Riddick. Those are the kind of goals, Kelly, that... The Jets probably haven't had enough of this season. They've, they've they've been the victims of seeing eye shots or tips or screens, but I feel like they've been giving up more of those than they have been getting. Is that just anecdotal for me, or do you think that's that's I'm onto something here? No, I think that's uh, that's a pr- pretty accurate assessment. Uh, uh, you know, I it was funny. Uh, I think uh, Dwayne Gilawoychuk and I were talking about this in the post game show, and uh, we're both bo- big believers in the hockey gods. And there are those seasons when they're with you, and then there are those seasons when they simply are not. And, I mean, people are going to be disappointed because of the result yesterday. Uh, and, and they should. Uh, it was a real painful loss. It just makes uh, life more difficult for the Winnipeg Jets to try to stay relevant uh, in the playoff race. But when you look at things from a big picture, uh, from a, a maybe a nonpartisan point of view, if you will, uh, I find hockey games are a whole lot easier to assess uh, that way. Uh, you try to strip the emotion away from it. That was a heck of a game that the Winnipeg Jets played against the Calgary Flames. Uh, now, could they have been better in some areas? For sure. I don't think that they pressed uh, as much as they needed to in the second period. And they just couldn't finish on some great opportunities in the third before Elias Lindholm uh, tipped in that Johnny Gaudreau shot. I mean, you go back to the great chance that Kyle Connor has at the left side post, Blake Wheeler, with that net drive with about a minute 15 remaining. And then, what, a half an, half a minute later, you know, the uh, the flame score, uh, what turns out to be the winning goal. That The result could have been reversed, Christian, if only the hockey gods. We're on the Winnipeg Jets side. Well, you can find a, a list of things for sure that have been against the Jets this season. If you want to talk about COVID or you want to talk about injuries, things that generally affect a lot of teams right now, when the Jets need offense, the big line has been uh, contributing. You know, Wheeler scores in, in outbursts. Shifley had his, his goal scoring streak, but without Ehlers, without Kopp, without Perfetti now, it's not a big surprise that they are struggling to score. They get a goal from a fourth liner yesterday. They get a couple goals on Saturday, including a, a shorthanded one from Adam Lowry. The the big guys in the last two games haven't really 
been there, but part of that is because, Kelly, they're playing good teams, and this is part of the problem of the hole they've dug themselves. They're going to have to beat pretty good teams in order to climb out of this, and that includes uh, Dallas, who's just ahead of them tomorrow, and then Colorado, very daunting task on Friday. Well, and Arizona just knocked off Dallas the other night, uh, and we all know what Carol Vamelka has done to the mm-hmm. Winnipeg Jets in the first two meetings this season. So there, there isn't really an easy game. And, and then they come home, and everybody's like, okay, well, they have the free spot on the bingo card with the Mon- – oh, hold a second, the Montreal Canadiens have won three in a row. They finally found themselves. So, yeah, it, it, it's – with all due respect, because I love this guy, I love the way he plays, but with all due respect, if Dominic Toninato is your hottest scorer, uh, then uh, you know that's that's not necessarily a good thing for the Winnipeg Jets. It's great that they're getting secondary scoring, Christian. You know, Adam Lowry scored the shorthanded goal. Tony Nato goes to the front of the net and uh, gets that deflection off the Neil Pionk shot. Uh, the game. Before Lowry scored the shorthanded goal, Tony Natto had a big shorthanded goal that turned the game around against Seattle. Uh, but uh, yeah, the this is where you need your big boys to come through for you. And uh, and and so tomorrow night in Dallas, uh, the Jets are going to have to rely on the Wheelers and Shafleys and the Dubois and the Connors. Uh, you know, those guys have been doing it all season long, but they're going to have to continue to do it uh, if this team is going to stay in sight of a playoffs. But I, I think at, at some point, and you can almost hear it in Pierre-Luc Dubois' voice yesterday. Yeah. You know, they haven't given up, but I think the gravity of the situation uh, is starting to take hold here. I mean, they only have, and I say only, but it's true. They only have 32 games left. And there are a lot of difficult games on that schedule. I've said this a couple of times on our station and on out-of-market interviews that I've done, Christian, uh, and that is the Jets right now, they need need to actually have a little bit of a cushion uh, because, uh, you know, near the end of the season, they have that four-game road trip through Florida, Tampa Bay, the Rangers, Carolina, and then come home to host Colorado. You know, that's, uh, uh, you're not going to get, I don't think, a lot of points out of that five-game package. So, you know, the, all of a sudden, 32 uh, starts to become, well, you know, games that you can win, maybe 30, 29. So, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the the writing is on the wall for sure, these guys, uh, for sure for these guys. And, and I think they're feeling the pressure, Christian. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Part of it is just how they lose yesterday, right? That that yeah, you're hearing from a, sure. a, def, a defeated sounding Dubois 15 minutes after Lindholm scores, and so it's going to be a raw emotion. But I agree, Kelly. You look how fickle this is. The Jets go four one and one to climb within three points, and in 48 hours they're back yeah. behind by seven. Right? It's right. just how how quickly it it has to, or how consistent they have to be, or else how quickly it disappears. And so for the for the Jets now, a question I want to ask about you uh, for roster point of view, Adam Brooks gets picked off off waivers. He gets put into the lineup yesterday, plays over 14 minutes, including a minute and a half on the power play. What did you think of that decision? I didn't mind it at all. Uh, (laughs) You know, the thing is, uh, right now they don't have either Nikolai Ehlers or Cole Perfetti, so they don't have that proverbial skill guy. And, you know, and Adam Brooks, uh, uh, you know, uh, he he has not had the opportunities in Toronto to play top six minutes, uh, but 
the opportunity is here with the Winnipeg Jets. I did, I'll tell you where I was more impressed with him than anything else, Christian, was in the defensive zone. Uh, I thought he killed about three or four plays uh, over the course of the afternoon. Uh, was real smart with his reads, uh, which you have to be for hockey at this time of the year and against a team uh, like Calgary with the way that they play. Uh, but, uh, you know, near the end of the game, um, I'm trying to remember who it was that jumped up to uh, to play on that line, but I think it was Fetchnikov uh, because uh, I, I think just the fact that he hasn't played a lot, uh, and, and especially uh, when that game started to pick up, uh, it, it was time to give him a little bit of a break. I mean, he needs to, uh, you know, get build up his, his game shape uh, reserves. So uh, I, I think you'll, I think you'll see him back on that line tomorrow in Dallas. Uh, and the, you know, the other thing too, Christian is you have to remember those two power plays came awfully close together yesterday afternoon, the first two. And that's where, you know, Brooks uh, got a, a, a bulk of uh, the, the minutes or the minute and a half rather that he played uh, uh, on the power play. He got a bit of a tail end of the first one. And then because the first line had just been on, they really hadn't had a chance to catch their breath, breath of the bench rather that second unit started. So if the Jets lose the next two games, are they done? Oh, I, well, they're not done, Christian, until mathematically uh, right. they're done. Re- realistically, though, like if you're, you know, if you're looking at the degree of difficulty, the percentages of them being done rise for sure. I mean, even right now, it is it is very difficult to be able to stand here and and or sit here and tell Winnipeg Jets fans, don't worry about it. You know, your hockey club's going to pull through. They're they're going to get this done. Uh, I, I couldn't say that with conviction, uh, but uh, I've covered sports long enough to know that uh, uh, if you're going to be foolish enough to uh, make predictions uh, uh, well, well before uh, right. the, the paint is dried on the wall, uh, you can uh, wind up looking pretty silly. So, yeah, it, it, people can accuse me of being safe uh, all they want, and that's fine. Uh, but uh, if they lose these next two games, Christian, uh, <laughs> and the Los Angeles Kings uh, and or the Nashville Predators uh, or Dallas Stars uh, pad their lead even further, then it, uh, it it's going to be pretty grim. Then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're looking at having to go 25 and five or, you know, 24 and four, however many games are left. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and four, one and one is about the best the Winnipeg Jets have done since they started out at the season at nine, three and three. So, um, the law of averages would, would tell you that, uh, uh, it would be, you'd be more willing to bet that they, uh, won't make it than that they will. Let's, uh, I, I, I'd, I'd give you that. Well, right now, according to moneypuck.com, the Jets playoff odds are 11.5%. If they lose tomorrow night in regulation, it drops to 92 if they win it in regulation, it's up to 15.6. So a yeah. lot rides on that game tomorrow. Before I let you go, Kelly, this this is just kind of apropos of nothing, but just looking at the standings and the fact that the, the Eastern Conference playoff race, I think, is over already. And it's February 22nd. Do you like the current playoff format in the NHL? Uh, well, you know, there's, there, there are always those years, Christian, where you're going to have anomalies like this, where, uh, there's just such an imbalance. Uh, so this year, I guess you don't like it. 
in other years where the league's far more competitive, and when I say that, I mean from top to bottom, uh, there are there there's just too much of a division in that conference between the good and the bad. Uh, you know, the West, it's a little bit better. You don't mind the playoff format in the West uh, because there's a, a little bit more uh, of a competitive uh, balance, especially in the middle ground. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it, it it doesn't really lend itself to a whole lot of drama. However, you know, I guess where you, what you have to focus on, there are going to be some I, – I haven't looked at the schedule, so I'm not sure how many more times they play. But I'll, I'll tell you, I will be watching the next time Florida and Tampa Bay go at it. I'll be watching the next time that Carolina and the Rangers are – I know Carolina and Pittsburgh still have a couple more games left to play against each other. I watched that game, I think it was Sunday. Uh, what a terrific hockey game that was. So while the playoff races – might not evoke a whole lot of drama and excitement. I'll tell you, Christian, those games between those top teams, they are fun to watch. Awesome. Good answer, Kelly. Well, appreciate your time tonight. Thanks for this, and we'll uh, talk to you tomorrow night on the pregame show. Absolutely. 4.30 will be on the air, and then 6.30, Mitchell Clinton and Jamie Thomas will take over. And Christian, uh, the I was talking to Daryl Ray uh, via text uh, earlier this afternoon. He does the TV analysis for the Dallas Stars. We both were, were such smart guys. We both agreed, though, that the desperation level for both of these teams tomorrow night should be off the charts. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. Try to